I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Card Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about the hobby that you love, flipping cards. We discuss the convergence of sports, culture, and collectibles. We've got you covered on what to buy, from the next breakout rookie to the new hot release on the way, and how to find all the gems. We'll break it all down. So sit back, listen up, and get ready to turn your hobby into a money-making business. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. And on today's episode, we're going to talk a lot about the NFL playoffs week one and everything that was. I know Lou is just dying to uh, to chat about that. He looks ready to go there. We're going to talk about a few other things, but first, we're going to start with what's on your mind, and we're going to do this one a little bit different. In 2023, we're going to try something a little new here, where we're going to bring on different folks in the hobby to get their uh, get their opinion, get their thoughts, and what's on their mind. So first up this week, we're going to start with Jason. He is last week's play of the week winner. Jason, all suited up this morning. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you? Good to see you, Jason. Good to see you as well. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Congrats, uh, first off, on winning play of the week. It's a Thank you. very prestigious honor in the hobby. So <laughs> definitely uh, want to give you some some congratulations on that. I mean, lifetime achievement award right there. Um, but we'll uh, we'll start with you. You're the guest. What's uh, What's on your mind in the hobby right now? I mean, it's hard to think of anything other than the NFL playoffs uh, for this weekend. Uh, just a crazy game Saturday night with Chargers and Jags. I, I was fearing a little bit uh, as the owner of some Trevor Lawrence stuff. Like, oh my gosh, is this going to be Trevor Lawrence? Uh, first of all, this year, or you know, I wasn't really worried about the long term. But um, wow, what a second half performance there! So that was pretty cool. And then you know, watching some of the games on Sunday, just everything was very close. And uh, Ryan, I'll apologize up front. Uh, but my son was heartbroken uh, Sunday afternoon when the Vikings lost. He's like a diehard Cousins fan, but, um, you know, he's good now. He's talking again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, just watching kind of the transition last night, uh, Tom Brady just not looking real uh, Tom Brady-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, is, is this uh, is this the end? I don't know, but uh, certainly – very interesting. So, uh, and then for me, I'm, I'm a big baseball guy. So, you know, can't wait for another month or so until pitchers and catchers report, but, uh, never too early to start, uh, buying the right stuff now. So, yeah, let me jump in on that one. Baseball. What's your like top three guys right now? Because we were talking about pre-show, like wanted to get more into baseball and I've been kind of disconnected from the prospects. So I know about like the Volpe's and the Jordan Walkers and all that, but like, who are your favorite guys? So I'm a big Cardinals fan. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah, Jordan Walker is uh, very much on the radar. Uh, it be interesting to see what happens with him. I mean, there's a lot of speculation in St. Louis. That they're maybe going after a big arm on the free agent market or in a trade or something. Mm-hmm. I'm still not sure what's going on there. But, um, yeah, Jordan Walker's an interesting name. What about Carlson, too? Because he's been like, kind of slow, right? Yeah, I was. I, I've built quite a PC of his uh, to this point. So I'm just kind of waiting on that. I mean, as a Cardinals fan, I still like him. He's still a good player. Uh, so, you know, the the flippability, for lack of a better term, isn't as big a deal to me. But, uh, 
it is kind of nice to pick up his cards when they're a little bit down. Hmm. Um, I mean, in a market like this, market down, I think Safer's a little bit better. A uh, guy like Trout, uh, being a Cardinals fan, Pools, I, I think that, I mean, I think some of the hype has kind of worn off now. So I'll certainly keep an eye open for his stuff. I am a big believer in Juan Soto long-term. And I think last year he was maybe just a little bit down for, for whatever reason. I think there was uh, nobody around him in the lineup first half of the year. And then just the adjustment going to San Diego in the second half. I, I, I think he'll make the right adjustments and I think he'll have a, a terrific season. So that's where my head's at in baseball, but um, curious to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I think it's. I think I'm with you. It's like you got to the way that we are right now in the world. You have to play it safer. And Soto's a good middle ground between like a younger guy who's still considered pretty top top tier. And you're right. He did have a weird year with even when he got to San Diego. It was weird. I think after the trade and and the Tatis suspension, they were trying to make the playoffs. So it was it was weird. But I think with another year in that he gets a full spring training with them. He gets a full year with like the manager and like the whole team and everything. So I think he'll be better as well. I actually like Soto a lot this year. Um, so yeah, baseball, Jason, are you, what's your Bagwell jersey back there? So when I was a kid, I was like a huge Houston <laughs> Astros fan. Respect. Uh, Killer Bees. Great team. Yeah. I, I yeah. Congratulations. Thank um, you. Thank you. Are, I appreciate that. You know, big Berkman <laughs> fan, Bagwell, Bezio, mm-hmm. and then you know, Oswald back in the day. Um, well, Brad Lidge. Um, yeah. Brad Lidge was a great closer. Hell yeah. So yeah, just a lot of great teams back then. And uh, bought that from a, a local guy. Um, there was a guy named Tim Redding, who was uh, he was a pitcher uh, for the Astros, and actually had local ties. And this shop owner uh, bought this jersey from him, and uh, had it in the shop. So I, I ended up buying it probably it. twenty years ago. So, wow! And you've had that. You should, you need to get that like framed or something. I know. I'm. I'm just. You know. I kind of went out for a little bit. Uh, in my college years and uh-huh. then got back in probably five or six years ago back into the hobby and and uh but kept that the whole time so yeah that's definitely in the works that's awesome ties back hi ty i'm back um my baseball i'm just shocked at how little interest i have even after the yanks and the year that they had i just i'm trying to think who the coolest player in baseball is right now to me it might be soto but my brain is just in such a different sporting place. I'm far more interested in the Australian Open tennis or the American Express golf tournament in Coachella Valley this weekend than I am in <laughs> baseball. Place. Although I will say, when you said pitchers and catchers reporting, I feel, a fired I feel up. like pitchers and catchers reporting has this like vibe to it. It might be the best day of the baseball season. It's a There's big just, baseball yeah, guy day. It's a baseball guy day. It's a sports guy day. It's a, you know, it's <laughs> something to look forward to on the calendar. I always I think I generally move through my life by what sports do I have to look forward to watch? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like today is like a sad day. You're like, what do you got on a Tuesday night? You got a, it's a little regular season, you know, NBA. NHL. NHL, the Australian Open. But yesterday, classic MLK, Knicks Rangers. You know, you got to throw in the MLK, Knicks Rangers parlay. Uh-huh. Knicks lost. They were two-point favorites against the Raptors. They lost at home. But every MLK day, Gardens typically rocking. But, yeah, 
that's I could go on about Australian Open, golf, a little Formula One maybe. Um, but baseball, just I might need to renounce my Yankee fandom. But Caroline on my team's the biggest Yankee fan in the world, so. Is I mean, she Tyler, really? Yeah, massive. She's in real trouble. Massive. She's in serious trouble. I didn't know that. Ty, I was going to say, technically, you kind of did, like, when the postseason was coming around, and you're like, yeah, we had a great year, but I don't really care as much. Like, you were kind of nonchalant when, like, the Yankees got to the postseason after, like, a hot, a hot start. Because, like, in May, vibes were definitely different. And then in October, they were they were different there as well. So like, Yeah. I guess, like, outside of the first round, once you get out of the first round of the playoffs, I can get juiced because it means I'm, like, hanging with the fellas watching playoff baseball, but, like, not out of, like, really having <laughs> any sort of care. I mean, the Astros have owned the Yankees, and it just doesn't affect me at all. All right, so for the sake of Jason's time, let's uh, let the rest of us go here. Let's get these done. We can let Jason yeah. uh, give his thoughts on some of our what's on your mind. So, Lou, what's uh, what's on your mind this morning? Yeah, I'll I'll play off of Jason's a little bit with football. Um, we obviously had a little bit of an issue last week with the quarterback rankings. People were very upset about those. Mm. Jason, I would <laughs> love to get your position on where Justin Justin Midbert ranks amongst all the uh, top quarterbacks in the NFL. I hates Midbert, but mm. I really like it. So um, I just would like to say it was a great weekend of conversing with everyone online. I had a good time ranking quarterbacks with everyone. Me and my dad ended up ranking all 32 quarterbacks in the NFL last night as a as just for fun. So that was good for just us. Just out of I curiosity, would would your dad have Ryan Tannehill? Brother, if we you, we can go through my dad's <laughs> rankings at a later date because he had Russell Wilson ahead of Trevor Lawrence. And mm. that's all I'll say. Mm. And that's all I'll say. Wow. Mm. We might need him on next week for what's on your mind. <laughs> Jason, where do you have Herbert? Thank you. I mean, Herbert... I think Herbert's a great quarterback. He's definitely. I'm thinking like probably top six ish. Yeah, it's fair. I mean, I mean, yeah. Mahomes is my number one guy. I just think yep. he's. Um, I think he's just incredible. He's won a Super Bowl. Uh, he's been to another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I think, you know, he's he's kind of the standard for this uh, this next generation. Yep. Uh, it's hard to argue with, you know, Burrow and, uh, you know, I think Trevor Lawrence is starting to make a name for himself. You know, the question is, are you starting a franchise? Are you talking about what they've accomplished to this point? Uh, I think those are maybe two different discussions, but I mean, Herbert is, I think a great quarterback. I think he's dealt with a lot of, uh, injuries, both with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. So, you know, when you're trying to get Josh Palmer and Deandre Carter, and you know the other a lot of mouths to feed yeah and just not a lot of familiarity with him but uh i think if and when he can get everyone back and healthy i think uh you know i think that team is something good maybe i don't know Ryan and ty i feel like maybe like our point got a little misconstrued i think the larger point was like there's four guys who are for real and then after that there's like another tier which is probably where herbert is but then that tier is not that much far ahead of like the 10 to 15 tier. So I've always considered you so kind of group those guys together. Maybe I'll that? say this. I'll 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 go back a little bit and say maybe Herbert and T-Law and those guys are in like a different tier above the mid guys. So he's like just above mid. Yeah, he's not elite yet, but he's, he's definitely in the better than like the Dak, the Kyler, mm-hmm. the yeah. like that group of guys. But closer than 
he is to the top, which makes him mid. This is how I feel about that, because the words Justin Herbert is mid came out of my mouth and set off a whole escapade. If you've never won a playoff game, you're not a top anything, in my opinion. You're, Especially a, you're, point uh, you're a young quarterback in the <laughs> league that has talent and potential. Yeah, it, that's it's how I feel. That. That's how I feel. So, like, yeah. it's a fair take. To me, until he wins a playoff game, he's a middle of the road quarterback. Would I like to have him on the Jets? Of course I would. Do I think most franchises would like to have Justin Herbert as their quarterback? For sure. Far more than a lot of other quarterbacks that have won playoff games. But right now, I don't know. Brock Purdy, like, won a game. And it was a tight Brock game. Brock Purdy has the best overall team in the NFL <laughs> around him. Oh, sorry. Justin, Justin Herbert so got handed a 27-point lead at halftime and decided to lose. So, With Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler. That's all I'm saying. Is the guy an, okay. an unreal prospect in the league? Yes, he is. But and he can throw until he wins some playoff games, it's just not worth the conversation, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm not arguing that you can't blow a 27-point lead and have, what do you have, less than 100? What was it, Lou? Less than 100 passing yards? Yeah, like 120 passing yards or something like that. Right, like, yeah. didn't have hardly anything in the second half. There's just no doubt in my mind that Herbert is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Do I think he's better than Allen, Burrow, or Mahomes? No. I think he's in the same conversation as Lamar, Rodgers, and Jalen Hurts. I think he's one of the best seven quarterbacks okay, in the league. Okay, Dak is a better quarterback than him. That's not that's not true. That's not that is not true at all. Yeah, it's Okay, not true I watched a football game last night and I watched a quarterback lead a franchise to a win. I watched a game the on on Saturday. Yeah, there's just other people. There's other people on the team. The quarterback is definitely the most important position, but there's like I disagree the amount with you, Ryan. Yeah, I just I I don't like I I'm not here to defend Justin Herbert like because in the beginning of the last, last offseason Lou sat here and a lot of people sat here and said, Justin Herbert is a better guy to have than Joe Burrow. A lot of people did. I'm like, no, Joe Burrow is a better quarterback. That narrative has definitely changed a lot. But Dak Prescott and Justin Herbert are not the same thing. Justin Herbert is a far more superior quarterback than Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's not bad. It's crazy. But Dak Prescott's in the same conversation as like Kyler Murray. They're like in that. 9 to 14 it's, range. Ty, it's just a completely different way of thinking Correct. about it. I think you and I are thinking about it from a perspective of like winning football games and all that. And then they're talking about it from a perspective of like upside and talent. Yeah, just true talent at the position. Not best a lot of guys overall are team. A lot of guys can throw the ball far. Zach Wilson can throw the ball 70 yards. Winning, flick of the wrist. Being a leader and winning a football Zach- game. Guys yeah. knew it was a wrap. When it was 27-10 on the sideline, you could tell fear in his it was eyes. 27, wasn't it like 27 to like three or yeah, something? And there was happened. fear was... in his eyes. You could see it the whole time. Right, Jason? What I'm not going to attack Justin Herbert anymore, but Jason, I'm going to need to see some more. J- Jason, Jason where, where, do you, where do you lean in this? I, I lean more towards your stance, Ryan. Uh, I think, I, there again, I, th- I think if you gave uh, Justin Herbert a, a C.D. Lamb or you know someone like that. Keenan Allen. <laughs> Well, Keenan Allen's like 30-some years old. I mean, there we go. I, I don't know. One of the just, best seven receivers in the NFL. He is. He's great. I'm not I'm No, not I'm talking CeeDee Lamb. Okay, okay. I mean, Keenan Allen's great too, but, I mean, he's just not – he's beyond his prime, I think. And I don't know if he's 100% healthy. I don't know. But um, I, I agree, Ryan. I mean, it, it takes kind of a whole team to make a quarterback look uh, better or worse. I mean, I live in Michigan – We've seen this for eons with the Detroit Lions um, for a long time. You know, they had this Barry Sanders guy who put up amazing numbers despite having no offensive line. Um, 
you know, Calvin Johnson, I, I would argue maybe the top wide receiver, well, He's a, up there. a top five wide receiver of all time. Um, you know, where what would he have done had he had a, a better quarterback or a, maybe a better line? Uh, and then Stafford leaves Detroit, and the next year he goes out and wins the Super Bowl in L.A. I mean, surrounded cast is very important. I agree. How would you? How would you? Um, what would you say to Joe Burrow, who went from a four-win team to the Super Bowl, about his surrounding cast? I mean, they're good. Giving I mean, what do you want him to say? That Gee, there's another year. To yeah, develop. Jamar Chase. That winners are um, winners. And I think until Herbert has proven to me that he can win big-time playoff games, he's a great prospect that most GMs would love to have on their team. Well, I think when he starts winning playoff games, I think maybe he escalates to that that top tier. Uh, meaningful playoff games. Agreed. I mean, you know, the wild card round, maybe not so much. But uh, the minute he starts making AFC championships and uh, maybe Super Bowl someday, he's in that discussion then. I love it. Jason, before you go, I'm going to put you on the spot. Give us a prediction for something to do with cards in the year 2023. Involving Jeff Bagwell. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to remain pretty stagnant. Um, (laughs) 0.5% growth in 2023. (laughs) Right. You know, I really think that this year is, um, you know, I feel like 2022 at the end was really bringing down to a new reality. I think 2023 uh, will be a much... I want to say healthier market uh, from the perspective that um, cards will kind of do what they're supposed to do. You know, an unproven rookie. Uh, well, of course we're, we're seeing with Brock Purdy, who uh, I, I guess is really starting to prove some things, but you know, I, I think people are going to be a lot smarter uh, about where they're putting their money. Um, we have a local show that we set up at every month and we've seen it. You know, 2022 started off great. Um, by the end of the year, it was like, okay, you, you have to buy right. You have to have the right stuff for sale. And if you don't, and if you don't have a price right, you're going to be out. So uh, I think, you know, the, the days of people getting in and um, just, you know, because it's easy money, I think those days are over. But uh, I think there's still a lot of good money to be made if, if you're smart about it. Yeah. I think that's a really good point that the card market is still like, people are still buying trading cards. So people still want to collect cards. Uh, I just think the days of easy money and just, you know, being able to print it at the, you know, at a week's notice is or those days are over, but there's still a lot of people that collect cards. There's still a lot of fun. Like we get on here every single week and talk about, you know, all sorts of different things going on in cards. And it's like, there's never, uh, like there's always enough topics to talk about within the, within the industry. There's just, there's so many, there's so many different avenues you can, you can take this. It's, uh, yeah, I think the sports card market is definitely different in 2023, but I agree with you that it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting year for sure. Time to forge a new path in cards, boys. That it is. Well, Jason, we appreciate you joining. Good chatting with you this past week a little bit. Thank you, Jason. And keep doing your thing. All the best with this week. Let's have a good Tuesday. For sure. Thank you guys so much. It's been uh, it's a great opportunity to come on here. Appreciate it very much. Have a great show. See you, man. Thanks, Jason. Love it. Thanks, guys. That was fun. 
it's good to have a different perspective. Sometimes we get lost in our own sauce stuff too much. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. See, you get caught calling Justin Herbert a mid quarterback. People freak out on you. You know. Can we play a two second game? Three yes. seconds. Favorite insert. Still kaboom. Mm, that's a good one. I mean, it's hard to say anything other than kaboom. Like, I like some of the stuff from like Immaculate that's like turning pro, mm. where it's like the college and the pro jersey. Mm. Mm. You know, as a collector, it's something with me. To me, it's got to be something with like Ohio State, like some sort of insert. But I will tell you, like, I, so I went to Dallas this weekend, right? Yeah. Uh, we can talk about that in a sec. Yep. I bought a bunch of kabooms. Right, you guys know I've been very open. We saw on whatnot a lot. Mm-hmm. There's in shop and on whatnot. There is not a more popular, more liquid insert by by a country mile than the kaboom. Like it's they sell, like it's like the closest thing to liquid gold. Like it's just everybody wants them. Everybody buys them. Like we have a Baker Mayfield Browns one. It'll sell. Like mm-hmm. people yep. just want kabooms. So. Yeah, it's another good one is uh field passes from National Treasures. I like those a lot. Yeah, those are cool insert. The shoe one from Noir. Yep. The sneaker spotlight, those are pretty good. So Ty, real quick, uh what's uh what's on your mind? What's on my mind? Well, that was what's on my mind because I was starting to think about Premier League, Manchester United, blah blah blah. The um impeccable uh rookie medal I had of the homie on Manchester United that He's no longer a player anymore. Mason Green. Yeah. I'm looking for – I want some of those others. There's, I think there's a Sokka, uh, Bakayo Sokka that I'm looking for. And then I also want to pick up a Mar- Marcus Rashford Kaboom because he is one of the hottest footballers in the world right now. So on my mind was a great weekend of sports kicking off with a Manchester Derby win for Manchester United to put themselves firmly in the title race. If you are only a fringe Premier League fan or if you're fully about the Premier League, you know that this is a a very, very, very uh, now exciting year. There's a lot of action in the top half of the table, a lot of different teams in the mix. Fulham's playing really well. Brentford's playing really well. Uh, You kind of have... Chelsea's not playing well. No, Chelsea's a, a house on fire. Just so, so many Trash. injuries. Leads, yeah. Some teams are going backwards since the uh, the World Cup break. But you've got United, you've got City, you've got Arsenal, um, and Arsenal are looking really, really strong. So I've been loving the Premier League. I'd, I'd say it's arguably up there as uh, one of my favorite sports to consume right now. Knicks. Took a little bit of an L yesterday, but they're really putting together a strong squad of late. Brunson's been amazing. Um, and then PGA Tour is back. Enjoying that. Then the NFL playoffs. What was, that, what was that weird-ass tournament you just said oh, before that you were really excited about? This week is the American Express. I mean, like, come on. It's the American Express. They played three different. The American Express what? It's just a <laughs> PGA tournament. It's called the American But where Express. is it? It's in Coachella Valley at PGA West. I mean, come on. <laughs> the golf tournament in Coachella Valley cannot be that interesting. It's There's a no big tour. The American Express is a big sponsor. Come on. Is it actually? Yep. Wow, oh, I Jay. I do still have that Brunson one-on-one. Oh, that's the one that the kid, the dad, like, bullied you a little bit? Yeah, where he had sold it like the Melvin Gordon, the best card in the entire lot, and Ty went back and bought it anyways. And still yeah, the same yeah, price. yeah. That was good times. Yup, that's how I do it, baby. Come on now. Um, that was at trade night in Ohio. 
So those are amongst a lot of things that are on my mind. And I'm just trying to get like Rye, you know? I'm trying to get in the gym like Rye. Shout out to Ty for all the gym posts, the daily motivation. Shout out to him for that. Um, what's on my mind this morning? Uh, I went to Dallas. Dallas was fun. Got to uh, go there. Got a lot of cool content. Got to buy quite a bit. You know, Jason, it was just on here, kind of talked about it. But being smarter with, you know, what's selling. We've been, you know, the shop has been really on fire since the beginning of December. It's uh, a lot of collectors coming out. We have so many like value boxes in shop, right? That's one thing we've really tried to pride ourselves on. And we've just been selling so much of that. We've been working to add like Bengals, Browns, Steelers, Buckeyes boxes in shop. And that stuff is just flying. So went to Dallas and was able to pick up a, a lot of that. So uh, just really excited to get back on some of the sh- the, the show grind in 2023. Um, Dallas was was the first one of the year. It was a blast. I love that show. You guys have been there before. How were the vibes? Yeah, it was cool, right? It was it was it was a good amount of foot traffic. Um didn't buy anything super, super high end. It was just it was a lot of what sells, right? We were like we were super focused on like, hey, this is what we're moving. This is what people are asking for. Let's buy this stuff. And we did just that. And um I think it led to a good opportunity. Uh but it kind of brings me to my next point that the national is 190 days away. Wow. You're 190 days away from uh, Chicago, July 23rd, July 26th, something like that. Uh, 190 days away. Crazy, considering not that long ago, it's 364 days and we're already down to 190, right? So yeah, just excited for 2023. Like 170 days ago, we were 365 days away. Yeah, I mean, that's almost halfway halfway, though. And it seems like just yesterday we we were in Atlantic City. It does. So, all right, let's, uh, I feel like we've got to talk about this. We talked about it a little bit with Jason. Any, any other thoughts from this weekend? We talked about Lou's boy, Justin Midbert. Um, so we, uh, we talked about that. But if anyone some... else calls him that. If someone has to call him that, right? No one else calls him Justin Midbert. No, no one all else right, well, calls I'm him that. So that's fine. Okay. Um, so you can have that, but some other games, Lou, I know you wanted to talk about T-Law's performance. Uh, you got some big games coming up this weekend. Bill's. Uh, Bengals after, you know, they, they've been, they've had some great games before. Obviously the DeMar Hamlin game ended early. We never got to salt, see what ha- would happen there. They meet in Buffalo. That's going to be a big one. T-Log went on the road to take on the Yikers. star of the NFL. The, the, the Niners look great. The Cowboys beat the brakes off of Tom Brady. Kirk Cousins. We'll get to that in a second. I'll let Lou go first, but they lost. Eagles taking on the Giants, three teams from the NFC East. Just a lot going on in the playoffs, a lot of card stuff happening. Just want to get your guys' kind of thoughts on where your head's at after week one in the NFL postseason. Yeah, tough loss for Kirko. Tough loss for the Vikes. I'll let you get that off because you've earned that. You you wrote that one hard, so you can have that one. But I do want to say about the 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 uh, Chargers-Jags game, we talked about the actual game a little bit. I do think... I, the the pass that Herbert's getting for having a twenty seven nothing lead or whatever or t- like twenty point lead and not scoring any points in the second half and losing the game is wild to me. But we were looking at the PSA ten prices. Shout out Jeffrey pulling this before the show. Um, Trevor Lawrence's PSA ten prison prices have risen like I want to say three x. I think is what Jay said. Jay can confirm since the beginning of the season, which I get it obviously right. Like he's played a lot better this year compared to last year they made the playoffs they won a playoff game etc 3x seems kind of wild when you're comparing them to guys like burrow at 235 
Uh, Hertz at 135. Lamar is at 200. And then the guys who are above him, obviously, Allen is at 560. And Mahomes is at 4,025. But I just feel like Lawrence taking a 3x jump. What has he done to earn that 3x jump is kind of my question. Um, and then also when he's walking, you're walking into Kansas City next week. They're they're not winning that game. So, yeah, I mean, part of Jay brings it up in the chat, Lou, but part of the issue with the T-Law prism is definitely quality issues. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of them are super off centered. So for perspective, T-Law has 129 tens, 710 nines and 500 eights. So 12 clear tens, issue. eights and nines and 129 tens. Uh, I mean, that's 10x the number of eight nines compared to tens. Definitely low pop helps that. I mean, it's kind of one of the things with Mahomes' prism rookie is there's a lot of like dimple, like surface imperfections on those. And it's also a silver looking card. Mahomes is also Mahomes. Um, But yeah, I just, I don't think it's hard. Like it's hard to talk about like T-Law's prisms with 129 of those being PS and tens and being surprised they're 300. And looking at Brock Purdy Mosaic base card selling for $65, and like it just, it, it's not surprising. Like, yeah, I wouldn't buy them. Like, I'm not going after bu- buying Brock, Brock Purdy Mosaic rookies at sixty five dollars. But it's it, yeah. I mean, this is this isn't anything new. We saw this with Clyde Edwards Clyde Edwards Alaire Donrich back in twenty twenty. We had a whole segment on on the show yeah. about this. This is this is FOMO. This is being in the moment. This is not missing out on the next big thing. I think T Law and Brock Purdy are different, but yeah, it's just they're pretty different. Cars. I'll say that. Yeah, it's cards. I mean, Brock Purdy looked pretty good. Like, we got to give him some. He did not look good. This, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let this happen. In the first half, he was so jumpy. The passes were all over the field. He definitely played better in the second half. And I don't like being this guy who's like super critical of quarterbacks, but he was definitely jumpy in the first half. And you, I mean, you said the same thing about T Law. Like, I know that's one thing. Like, you were texting, like, "Hey, T Law stinks." Like, get four interceptions. We can't give him love. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Like. Did, did anybody look good to you this weekend? Yes, because, yes, yes. I mean, Herbert is a talented quarterback, but he didn't win, so he stinks. Well, I said that before. T-Law T- T- led a 27-point comeback, but he threw four interceptions, so he stinks. No, he Brock played a great had, second half. Brock Purdy had over 300 yards and three touchdowns, great second so he half. stinks. Like, who's good? Like, I'm just trying to understand, like, who, where, where, like where, who's, who's good? good? Josh Allen's pretty good. Well, that's Ty, a, did you that's hear a that? different tone from you I'm did just, you hear that Ty? i'm just calling it what it is <laughs> did you catch it? yo like <laughs> dak was pretty good last night yeah dak was pretty good like dak did look good last night burrow looked pretty good playing one of the best defenses in the nfl i just like, wanted to make know. sure i heard you right when you said josh allen like that's a big moment i'll say this i now know that the jets can beat him so i'm fine with saying that he's pretty good he's not he's not as good as people say he is but he's pretty good i think t law is a real prospect and when I think about when I think about T Law and Zion, and I think about the hype that those two had coming into what the card market and when it was, when I think about the market now, based on their performance, both feel like guys that are with, right in where they should be. They're not super overhyped, and then their cards are carrying this price, waiting for something to happen. You know, like Lawrence now has a playoff win. There's only so many quarterbacks didn't even say that they have a playoff win, let alone one with a 27 point comeback. I know they're going biggest into, comeback I, in playoff history. I think it was the third, no, third biggest, third um, biggest ever. I think they're going into Someone Kansas City house money comebacks next comes back next year, second year coach. Right, 
Zion has proven now, I think, unless he's gotten injured since I last looked, starting to stay healthy on a real contending team. That's I think I think he's I think he's out for like five weeks. Who is? I think Zion. I'm almost positive. Oh yeah, he's out, out for right a, he's out for a hot minute. Right, well, there goes that take. <laughs> yeah. But I I think he's when out I look, for like five when I think about Trevor Lawrence and Trevor Lawrence's cards and the hype that he had versus where he's performing at now, I think it took a little bit of time. But I think we're gonna start to see now confidence. That win is huge. Helps him believe that he really is that guy. Mm-hmm. I feel good about it. It's a Trevor meaningful Lawrence. win. Yeah. It's a it's a big time meaningful win against a guy like Herbert, who people really value like super highly and consider him like he would be widely considered to be a top five quarterback in the NFL. It's a big win. Zion Hammy, Jan third, three weeks out. Yeah, I mean I'll be back. obviously you guys know I've been very big on T Law. You have right? so you a have. freshman. A freshman as a freshman. He beat Alabama in the national championship and just like he's looked good for a while, but he was the number one rated quarterback in high school. Like he's been expected to be good for so long. It's good to see finally somebody with those expectations actually deliver. Again, he didn't look good in the first half. That first half looked atrocious. He looked awful, miserable. It was terrible. And then a lead a 27 point half um, or a 27 point comeback. Yeah, that's great. Kirk Cousins, on the other hand, I got a lot of crap for Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is not a bad quarterback, but he is not elite, and you know what you have in Kirk Cousins. That was my take in the beginning of the year. I stood by that take, and Kirk Cousins, like, he's just not going to win you a game. He's just average. He's a game manager. He's Jared Goff. He's Ryan Tannehill. He's, He's just mid. He's actually mid. Justin Herbert is not mid. Like, I think that's the difference. Put Justin Herbert on that team with Justin Jefferson, the that? best receiver. How do you know that? Like, that that's where it gets crazy. Like, we're just going to start saying if Justin Herbert was on yes. this team that this thing's going to happen. Yes. I watched every play of that game. It's fascinating. Like, the guy has they, fucking Keenan Allen on his team yeah, and Austin like, Eckler, so, and people just okay. let it go. Justin Jefferson? Give Kirk Cousins a 27-point lead. Amazing. Give Kirk Cousins a 27-point lead at the helm of the Chargers and see what might happen. They ran into fair. a very good Giants fair. team fair. That, was, that's fair. that was ready to play. Points. Hey, fair. Fair tie. That that argument, I I can get behind that. I just, I like just that was like Kirk... thirty of forty. Like he played really good. The Giants were a <laughs> I, real team, and they're going to give Philly a lot of trouble in this game. This Giants are going to try their hardest. The Giants. Mike Kafka. I star. Agreed. Shout out Mike Kafka. Car, car talk listener. Car talk guest. Mike Kafka. Future head coach. Stud. For real. Yeah, I just. The way they ran uh, Daniel uh, Jones in that game, who, by the way, is oh, creeping yeah. up the rankings. They're range. good. They're he good. 17 carries. I know. They're <laughs> good. Buried my Saquon over Russian prop, but yeah. Yeah, just the guy. Like, I got some comments that was like, yeah, Kirk Cousins was sacked. His line can't do anything. I was like, yeah, Joe Burrow went to the Super Bowl being led the league in sacks. Like, it's just uh, Kirk Cousins. I, I just Kirk Cousins is good. He's okay. He's just not like special. He's not going to win you games. You just know what you have with Kirk Cousins. He's not leading you to the promised land. I just don't believe that. Like, I'm just, I don't know. I think what you said about Kirk Cousins, you know what you have. He's good is a great way to look at it. And I think I would take the exact same rationale that you just gave for Kirk Cousins and use it with the other guy and people get upset. So I'll say that. With Herbert? Yeah. Like cool, he gets sacked a lot. He, he guys have injuries. Like that's the NFL. But I will say this: Daniel Jones is going to get a bag. Deserving Daniel so. Jones, man, like that is Dable. I was thinking, it's Dable. I was watching it. Did you think it's Dable? You don't think? I mean, I give my love. Of some, course, we got to give some love to Kafka. 
it's it's all it's all the above. It's incredible coaching for the Giants, and it's Daniel Jones taking a step because he has a coaching staff that believes in him. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say is like the Chargers fire their OC. That's a cop out. It doesn't happen a lot in cards. It doesn't happen a lot, but rarely do you see a guy have not a lot of success early on, and then have success later. And like, like that doesn't happen a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, look at some of these guys recently, like. Like Haskins really didn't get another chance, you know, before he passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Piece. Like he, they, you let go of him pretty quickly. You get like, I mean, Josh Sam Rosen, Darnold, Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, Josh like, Rosen, like when, Zach Wilson's when, gonna be soon. When you like, don't win games, it's a pretty short leash, Gino and it doesn't typically work out. That. What? Gino? Gino's another example. Gino yeah, Gino, that's a, a great example. Very, very, very point. It doesn't, it doesn't happen often, and it's like, I mean, I watched that game like. They look good. Like, and he, I mean, he's throwing to bums. Who's bums? Who's Yo, Isaiah Hodgins is out here just like killing Isaiah the Hodgins oh, yeah. and Slayton Richie dropping James, that. Darius Slayton. Richie James, Darius Slayton. Darius Slayton. Listen, Daniel Bellinger. You got Saquon in the backfield. Changes yeah, everything. Saquon is good. Good. What's crazy and, yeah, is they don't even good. use him. Like, he's, he's one of those guys, probably like Tyree Kill. Like, half the time it's just to keep the defense paying attention to him. That's why Jones, I thought it was a great game plan. Let Jones. That's what they've been doing all year. It's worked all run, year long. Because you got a, it's like a real option there. Yeah, that's yeah, a it, funny thing. The fair. idea of like the Saquons, Debos, Tyreeks, those guys are such weapons. They almost don't get used enough. I said before, I remember during the season, I said like, it doesn't make sense why Debo doesn't get like 30 to touches, 30 to 40 touches a game almost. Because they're just using him to shift defenses all over. Yeah, because the they send Saquon this way, and everyone else goes that way, and that's the end. Yeah, and that's my uh, that's my take on, on Kirk Cousins. That's I don't. I, I gave a lot of, of crap for it. I don't think Kirk Cousins is is bad. I, he's just. To I me, would take Kirk Cousins over a lot of guys in the NFL. Fair, fair point, fair point. I'm just not expecting Kirk Cousins to be the reason I win the Super Bowl. He's not like. It's just you're hoping he doesn't lose you a game. He did that this weekend. That's fair, right? I give a lot of crap because it's it's funny to keep talking course, about Kirk yeah. Cousins, right? And I obviously don't want to see him win because of the takes I had. Um, but yeah, he's not like. There's only been a couple games this year where he like lost in that game. Um, for the most part, they're they're pretty good. But yeah, they definitely need some pieces. We talked about it. We talked about it a little bit before. We saw it this weekend, mm-hmm. or we saw it last weekend. The NFL playoffs are just they're different. Electric. They're they're a blast. I think the overs hit on all but the last game, and they would have hit know. if they would have hit if he would have made one of the four missed extra points. Were you guys watching that in real time last night? I want to yeah, talk it was about crazy. Yeah. It was one of the it's one of those moments in sports that everyone on Twitter was like collectively was just like, what is happening? Well, what do we think happens now? Do they go and get a new kicker? No, they're, they'll they'll let him kick because he ended up making one at the end. But the part I wanted to talk about was he starts off zero for three. And then they get to the fourth one, and they didn't even show him kicking it. It's like, how do you not – like, the number one storyline in that game at that moment was that this was guy that? just cannot make an extra point. Yeah, Mar- yeah, Mar's a Pro Bowl kicker. He makes – he drops bombs in games all the time. He just got – he just couldn't make an extra point. It was wild. All right. Real quick. It, because we, I want to focus this conversation on cards, right? It's yep. been a big deal for us about the, the NFL, mm-hmm. especially with where we're at. Think we should probably get some like implications on the current card market with 
the playoffs this weekend because I think there's some interesting takes here, right? Like Lou said that T-Law prisms are up. Uh, Jay said they're up like 137% over the last mm-hmm. month or six weeks. T-Law prism tends to 300 bucks. Uh, Brock Purdy Mosaic base to $60, $65. There are real implications, obviously, at play here. We talk about this a lot. Not everybody's going to win the Super Bowl. Trevor Lawrence or Patrick Mahomes is going home this weekend. Josh Allen or Joe Burrow, one of those two will not play for a conference title a great this weekend, way to put it. Right? Somebody is going to lose and their cards are selling for a lot now and they're not going to be in two weeks or in seven days. I think there's implications here. Any of that been going through your guys' mind, like how you would look at that going into this weekend, knowing what's coming? Yeah, I think to me, the, uh, the, the one that's interesting is actually not the big names. It's it's the Eagles Giants matchup, honestly, because I, I I think that you have more volatility coming out of both of those is is what is was kind of my point, right? You mentioned some of those other heavyweight matchups, like only one winner can advance. Mahomes, how much higher can his ceiling push? If Allen takes an L, like you know, do we do we write that up? We kind of know where he's at. Obviously, you'll get a little bit more, I think, push up if we see him cross the line and, and win a ring. But I have a text. Go, a lot of my buddies back home are Giants fans. I have a text. They're all debating right now at, while I'm talking about this, whether you extend Jones or not. And Hurts, obviously, all-time epic year, kind of one of those super special years, maybe what, I don't know if they ended with two or three losses, maybe one extra on top, but he was injured a little down the stretch. But, you know, one of those years that you either remember or you fade out and it's kind of like that was a fun regular season. So when I think about those two guys taking that next step, I mean, if Daniel Jones wins that game, all of a sudden you've got Daniel Jones in the conference championship, like with a chance to really prove himself as the face of that franchise. Or you've got Hertz, who, you know, Philly's a special place to play sports. They've had a real year. You know what a winning Eagles team looks like from a fandom perspective. They win that game. And then you almost got over that hump because now people start to worry and the Giants have cashed in on this forever. It's hard to come off a bye against a team that just picked up a big win in the playoffs. Like, that that's true. But you get that first win and you just keep pushing forward. So to me... Also, I'm a Northeast guy, so I'm interested in, in those two teams. But I think that's where we'll see one quarterback really shine and, and take the reins, especially in a division that I think it's the first time three teams in a division have been past the wild card round in since like 97. You know, so wow. someone's going to grab the reins in that in that division. And that'll be uh, that'll be cool to see. That's cool. Stat. I think the, I think the interesting thing for me here is especially with the impact of cards, is one of the remaining eight quarterbacks has ever won a Super Bowl. Two of them have ever been to a Super Bowl, right? It just, I think that's a good thing for cards. You think about it, especially in the AFC, think about this. Think of, when we ranked earlier, we ranked, rank all of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL, rank the seven highest quarterbacks, all four of them, all four in the AFC are on that list. That means T-Law, Mahomes, Allen, or Burrow will be playing for a Super Bowl this year. Those are elite quarterbacks. From a card perspective, that has to be a good thing to see some of these guys that have high sales, these guys sell for a lot of money, 
right? To see one of them play for or win a Super Bowl has to be a good thing. Same thing on the other side, right? Dak Prescott, the Cowboys finally getting, you know, they got over the hump last year to beat the Niners, but can they go on the road and beat the Niners? The Niners are a good team. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, carrying 2022 product, carrying the wax. Brock Purdy could go to the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts, right? His stuff's been definitely been up. He's probably one of the biggest risers all year. Danny Dimes, right? We, we talked about it earlier, his rise to success in the last few months. I just, I, I'm excited to finally see hopefully some, some fresh faces in the Super Bowl and hopefully see somebody, as much as I love Mahomes, it would, it would be cool to see him win. I think it would be cooler to see anybody else win that's never won it and to see the impact that has on their cards and, and what that does. Yeah, I think both options are good. If it's Mahomes, it's like, it's more solidification. Solidification is that a word? It's it's puts things together more yeah. for him. And I think Solidifies. either way, one of my favorite parts about it is I like watching how things shake out after the fact, right? So like I I'm interested to see what happens with Herbert over the next two weeks, cards wise. I'm interested to see what happens if Dak can get to the NFC Championship game because people are going to go nuts for Dak if they if they beat SF. People are going to go bananas. So yeah, like could you imagine if it's Giants Cowboys? It's going to be a crazy game. Like and Danny Dimes or Dak for the Super Bowl. Like, that would be crazy. It could also be Brock Purdy versus Jalen Hurts, Niners, Eagles, the two heavyweights. Like, uh, I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, to me, the best part about this is I like getting answers on all these guys that everyone loves so much. You know, like Jalen Hurts is either going to come out and play really well against the Giants defense. I think that game's going to be low scoring, so I think that's going to be more carried by defense that game. But in a world where the Eagles come out and just make a statement, that's going to be huge for Jalen. If you know, and you can do that for you can make that conversation for every single quarterback left. So it's really exciting. Yeah. And I agree with you, Lou, that like you're like, you know, Dak could win. I think that's the fun part about this is any of these teams could win. The Giants could beat the Eagles. Absolutely. Trevor Lawrence, like Mahomes is good. Trevor, they could they could beat the Chiefs. Joe Burrow did it last year on the road. Trevor Lawrence is like they're good. The Chiefs pass defense isn't great. It's suspect. Like, it's not like if, if Trevor Lawrence beat the Chiefs, you wouldn't be like, wow, that's the craziest sport upset of the year. Yeah, like, that's you're right. the story that, that's, not, you know what I mean? It's not insane. So I think that's what's fun is like any of the teams could win. Am I expecting T-Law to go on the road and beat the Chiefs? Probably not. Like, I'm not, not crazy, but. Well, I'm looking up Novak Djokovic cards because I want to, I want to give a quick update, a little transition over here to the Australian Open, the, the, the you know, the, the tent. Big the, segue by the, you. The tennis. Wait, can we, before you get into the Australian Open, I want to say I did, and we're going to do play of the week after, Jay, sorry. Um, I started watching Point Break on, Point Break on Netflix, made by the same people who made The Drive to Survive. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not a tennis fan in the least, I would say, or like the smallest. Like I know a decent, I know a little bit, but I don't pay that much attention. It's been really fun to watch. Um, it actually starts at the Australian Open, so um, it's pretty funny watching those fans go bananas. It's like the waste management of tennis, I think, is kind of my takeaway. <laughs> Aussies are lit, no matter what. They just go like, off. If you, uh, awesome. Aussie, I mean, if, you, if you're friends with all these Aussies, you know that they get lit. Um, but the tourney's happening down under. A couple notables. Kyrgios, never kind of fan favorite. He got injured in his first match, so he's out which is unfortunate because he had that big U.S. Open um, and people were pumped. Novak is back because he didn't play last year in the Aussie Open or the U.S. Open in New York City, I believe, because of vaccination stuff. Uh, But back and playing and is the favorite. He's minus 110 to win the tourney. Um, Next is Medvedev, then Nadal, and then my Danish compadre, Holger Rune. Those are the top four. 
our, our, our you know, uh, card talk fave Carlitos Alcaraz uh, is not playing due to injury. So that's what's happening on the men's side. And then on the women's side, which a lot argue is actually better tennis, degenerate gamblers may say that women's tennis is one of the best sports to bet on. Um, Why is that? Because it's just like more parity? Yes, it's more parity and there's a lot more, I, I think. What were you looking at before? Props.cash? Yeah. That, yeah, there's a, you can really find, you can really find, um, some good edges just like the hardest sport to gamble on is football bar none Mm -hmm. and a main 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 driver of that is that the ball is a non-natural oblong shape and so when a ball hits the ground depending on how it hits the ground fumble luck and turnovers Mm -hmm. are a huge variability and typically points to luck whereas baseball and tennis are very, very, very predictable. predictable and so you yeah. can use the math in your favor. Like baseball down to a science, they're trying to fight back on it because of all the switching and all that. But like exit velocity, we'll pitching, that. like all that is a real thing that comes into to gambling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like the best gamblers in the world, very ri- like sports gamblers, and I don't know if best is the right word, but professionals are f- playing far more baseball and sports like tennis than they are football. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. Iga Swiatek is the favorite to win on the women's side. She is nasty Polish uh, woman, plus 220. Then you got Sabalenka and then Jessica Pagula, who's the third favorite, who is the daughter of the owner of the Buffalo Bills and mm. the Sabres. Really? Yep. She's like the high third. level like that. Yep. That's cool. They should do a tournament in Buffalo. Terry in Pagula, I believe I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, he's the owner. Yeah, that's the owner of the uh, of the Bills. Yeah, yep. they should play on like snow. You know, how they play on clay. Play on snow. Uh, Terry <laughs> Pagula also was the big donor that brought Penn State men's hockey from um, club to D1 and built the arena for them. So there's my little wrap up on the Australian Open. That was good, Ty. Side note: I know we got to get into play of the week. I am excited. Ty, I know you're, uh, we talked about it forever ago, but the documentary coming out following the golfers, the same guys that did F1, the F1 documentary are also releasing that soon and season five of Drive to Survive starts soon and we're seven weeks away from the start of F1 season. You're seeing that Netflix now, Drive to Survive coming to fruition. You just mentioned Point Break, the tennis one went live, the golf one's going to go live. So that'll be cool to see kind of all those happening Mm -hmm. at the same time. I need a darts one soon. Someone's got to do that one. Yeah, need darts. (laughs) Need darts. darts That's nice. All right, let's uh let's get into play of the week. Jason, we only got four this week. We had a few last week, uh, but we've got four to start it off here. One quick one quick note before we get into play of the week. I'm proud of us for that last hour of conversation we had. That was a lot of heavy card talk. Shout out to all the people who were upset that we weren't talking about cards enough. You just got it. Now next week we'll go back to Ohio State, Penn State. <laughs> and we didn't uh we didn't talk about it much earlier it's on me for for not bringing it up but just an fyi if anybody wants to be on the what's on your mind right mm-hmm. uh you know make sure to check us out on twitter on facebook on ig there's so many different ways to get involved that's typically where we pull people to get involved in that kind of stuff there's a facebook group it's card talk pod on on ig uh at card talk pod uh, there's just there's a million different places to interact with us, but yep. play of the week is a great one to get involved when we solicit questions. Those are typically ways. So if you want to be on what's on your mind one week, make sure to uh, 
to interact, hit up Jay, and we'll uh, we'll do our best to get as many people on as uh, as we can. Yeah, but- we're gonna try to get people who have like weird stories. Like we're talking to some guy who found a crazy card and like a he bought a box oh, of cards yeah, for fifty bucks. Insane. We don't want I don't want to give it away, but. Bought a, bought a box of cards for like 50 bucks, and now he found one card that's worth a ton. So we're going to go through that story soon. All that cool stuff. So anything crazy like that, hit us up. All right. Extra Gua, uh, extra gua Cam. Uh, purchased this messy Obsidian through auction in March for 155 Card looked good for centering, and from the scans, I didn't see any surface issues I was worried about. Received the card, and it was in perfect condition. Decided to grade it with SGC while prices were still high for PSA. About $30 more to put it into the... Uh, $30 more put into the card came back the best grade in that submission with a gem mint 10 i felt it for a few months and pretty and had an un, had a pretty unreasonable price on ebay knowing the world cup was coming up i thought someone would buy it now it if if i made wait i thought if someone buy it now's it i've made a good profit but i also don't want to let it go for too little world cup comes and messy makes history i've slowly lowered the price via since and sold today for 705 profit about 190 invested for a gross profit of 515 or 271% ROI. Boom. Yeah, if you got in messy stuff and you had it for the World Cup, that seems like a that seems like a win. Yeah, it seems like that probably played out for you. Shout out actually. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and I and I think this is important. Like, the same thing for the NFL. Like if you have Joe Burrow stuff and Joe Burrow gets over the hump this year and wins the Super Bowl, you're probably sitting pretty good. But if you bought Cristiano Ronaldo, expecting him to win in his last one, it probably didn't work out for you. This is this is definitely skill, obviously grading the the gem ten, having it like. But this is there's definitely some luck built into this one if they don't win, right? It's yeah. But I would also say this: the one thing he said here in that third paragraph was, "I had it listed at a really high price, and then I was progressively bringing it down." That's the right way yep. to do it. You got to stay active on your on your stuff. Like just because you posted for twelve hundred, very true, doesn't mean that someone's going to just buy it one day for twelve hundred and then it's sitting there for three months. And you're like, "All right, why did I waste all this time?" If you progressively yeah. lower it, I think eBay has a feature where they do that automatically. But if you're progressively lowering it, you have a much better chance to get a sale. Yeah, I would actually be interested in learning about that because that's one thing I actually talked about this with my team yesterday is we have an issue sometimes where like, let's say we buy this card for $50 and we throw it up on eBay for $50 decline less than 30, right? I don't want any offers less than 30. Well, if you don't get any offers in 30 days, it automatically relists on eBay. Yep. So that card could be up for six months, two years. You have no idea if you don't check up and keep up with your active listings. And, you know, there's a card on there from 2021 Zenith that I pulled 18 months ago that's been sitting there it's like a jersey card for like 45 dollars. i'm like this card's worth eight dollars and we never lowered it because back in the day this is a little side tangent back in the day on ebay things you could list buy it now for like seven uh it was either seven ten and or fifteen like seven fifteen and thirty days and after that time period it would end and you had to relist them mm-hmm. so it was actually nicer because unless that feature exists like, i don't know about that one but it was nice because when things ended, you could be like, okay, well, this didn't sell and I didn't get any offers. Let me relist it. Let me reevaluate it. And then I know the price is too high. And then you could adjust it because you were forced to, right? I have to relist this. Now it just automatically recycles it. And it's like, well, if there's no way to adjust the price, you might have a card up for six months before you realize like, yeah, exactly. oh, dang. oh yeah, this, was, this thing's too high. I was trying to look it up. I couldn't find it. But I'm almost positive that when an eBay listing ends, I think it tells you like you could, I don't think it does it for you, but it's like you could suggest, like it suggests you could do this much and it, it, you could lower it. I like to play. All right. Good play. What's up? Uh, what's next, Jay? Oh, oh, 
long one here. This could be good. There's a Steph Curry auto, a, a Subaru, and a lot of text. <laughs> uh, this is from going double, a lot of different places. <laughs> this is double double text. Here we go. October first, my LCS hosted a trade night. At the trade night, I traded up with five cards for a flawless RPA out of ten of Jalen Waddle, a Rondale Moore patch at a twenty-five, a Waddle RPA at a one ninety-nine, a Waddle Fireworks insert at a ninety-nine. A Desmond Bain Mosaic Auto SGC 1010 and a Waddle Mosaic Auto SGC 1010. I planned for the Flawless RPA to stay in my PC forever as the only comp was 400 and I was only 268 in the trade. Very odd specific number. Uh, Fast forward about a month. On October 29th, our quarterly local show occurred and I ran into a titanium Steph Curry Auto at a 25. With Curry being my favorite player of all time, I knew I had to make the play. Luckily, the person who owned the Curry Auto was a Dolphins fan like myself. The flawless Waddle RPE out of 10 became the centerpiece of my trade-up, and I added a Patrick Mahomes Purple Mosaic Stairmasters out of 49 PSA 10 and a Tatum, the rookie's PSA 10 on top of it. All in, I was 268 trade value into the Waddle and 98 into the two PSA slabs, coming to a total of 366 into the Curry. I was beyond stoked to add this to my PC, which easily became my most valuable piece by far in the collection. On December 4th, after a night of snow, I got into a T-bone car accident and had to get my card repaired in a shop. Luckily, insurance covered the 4K in repairs, but I was required to pay my $500 deductible within eight days of the accident. With Christmas around the corner and me being in need for expendable money for Christmas gifts for my loved ones, I came to the conclusion to sell my curry to fund a much-needed obstacle in my life. After turning down offers in the 650 to 850 range, an offer with 400 cash and 600 trade. I was finally offered through Facebook. Hang on, not 600 trade, a $600 TV. Keep going. <laughs> no, that's $600 trade Total, value. Total, yeah, trade It's trade, trade value? value. It'd yeah. be better if it was yeah. television. I thought it was a TV yeah. too, but <laughs> I was finally offered through Facebook, 850 PayPal. Knowing that it means the money would be instantly available in my bank account, I accepted. Overall, I profit 472 after insured shipping. It was a bittersweet moment to get rid of my biggest card ever owned, but realize this is why I invest to collect. And I am blessed to have this asset to help fund real life problems. After paying the deductible, the three fifty extra will be going to Christmas gifts and maybe another smaller card for the PC. Thanks again. Good. I kind of wish it was a TV. I'm gonna be honest. Me too. That's a kind of a good offer. Four hundred and a six dollar TV that really gets the job done. But I completely understand. We talk about this all the time, right? It's like it's the classic thing where you have all these cards, you have all these values on things, but then a real life situation happens, and that's why you need to spend it. I pre- I under- I can understand where you're coming from with this, where you're upset to lose the card, but necessary. I'm actually surprised a uh, Curry on-card auto from third or fourth year, fourth year, fifth year, whatever, out of 25 does 850. I mean, you think more, go right? The pa- yeah, going back during the pandemic, you looked at that card, it's probably too grand. Yeah. So, kind of wild, but yeah, it's definitely nice. I mean, that's definitely cool part about it, right, is to be able to uh, do something with that uh in a, in a moment's notice right life is unexpected so to be able to have something like that that you can turn into liquidity is uh is definitely cool all right jay what's next all right got the uh tie got the profile pick with the uh was it four daves builder of collections nft sports card and memorabilia js card hunter right. js card hunter here uh so jeff says hey guys long time listener first time submitting a play of the week recently i started ripping Recently, I started ripping older wax, mainly because it's more affordable and I grew up watching the sports in the 90s, so there's some nostalgia. Recently, I ripped a hobby pack of 98 Skybox Dominion. I didn't hit anything, but I checked the back of the pack looking at the odds of hitting some rare inserts. The odds of the uh, the odds of the goal-to-goal warp tech is 1 in 900 packs. 
So I looked up those and noticed that we're selling for a pretty good price. I noticed that Peyton Manning Ryan Leaf goal to goal that was incorrectly listed with one bid. The card was actually one of those rare warp tech inserts and I bid on it and won it for $21.80 with free shipping. I just sold the same card four months later for $250. After fees, I'll probably net around $210 to $215 for a $21 investment and some fun research. That's pretty good. That's sweet. That's, That's like cool. one of those fun things. Like on a Friday night, I don't know if you, uh, Ryan, you've probably done this before, and Tyler, you probably too, actually. Like you get like lost, and you're like looking up cars, and you see a cool one that you like, so then you go diving into the research of the set, and then you find a cool one. This is exactly what that is. It's a great way to spend the night. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like you know, some people get lost on YouTube. Some people get yep. lost, you know, looking down for cars online, hole. and you get down a rabbit hole, and you're three hours in, and you're like, oh wow, I just spent one hundred and forty dollars on seven cards. What just happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Love the play. Good play. What's next, Jay? Oh! All right. This is uh, Homer's Sports Cards. Shout out. It says, hey, guys. I'm a long-life card collector that has loved the pods in State 1, and this is my first play of the week submission. Nice. It won't be your biggest winner, but one that demonstrates there's always money to be made for the hobby for those that work. As a Jets fan that admires Tom Brady, I started collecting cards of the GOAT a while back. In May of 2021, when things were still expensive, I bought this 2011 Brady base for four bucks because I liked the snow scene and thought it was a cool photo. Recently, I submitted it to PSA and got a 10. I decided recently to put some Brady's on eBay and someone just purchased it for $95. Not the most glorious sale, but a few bucks to use at this weekend's local show. Take care, Jonathan. Shout out, Jonathan. Shout out, Homer. Shout out, Homer. I do. Th- I agree. It's a sick picture. It's a sick photo. With the snow? Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Scott I might think... be my quarterback next year, so I can't say anything bad right now. Yeah, I'm trying to... What'd you say? He might be your quarterback so he might get anything bad. That'd be so messed <laughs> up, bro. It would just be... I'd be so Luke, upset. I'd be so... You'd be upset? It would just... It'd be, it'd be hurtful, right? Yeah. Like, that's... I, I don't know how to... I don't know how to equate it to you, yeah. but, like, it'd be... Yeah, if you told me Jim Harbaugh was going to coach Ohio State, I would, like, revoke my fandom. Yeah, that's a good way to... Actually, yeah, that's a perfect the, way to yeah, do it. Be the best I would revoke my fandom. Sports. There's nothing I want less. Yeah. Like, you can't go from one rival but here's to the, the part, other. That's... But here's the part. That's tough, right? It might work. So then I'll be in a real tough spot. Yeah, like... <laughs> Jets go to the playoffs and you're rooting for Brady oh. in your Brady Jets gear. No, I think I he's be... finished. I don't really want it. That would be awesome. He looked pretty finished last night. Pretty checked out too. Yeah, just yeah, that's what I was gonna say. He just looks so uninterested. Yes, Jets. Another, yeah, Jason Taylor is a good example for all the Jets fans. The Jets fans really hated Jason Taylor until he came to the Jets in that playoff run. I was never that way, but uh Jason Taylor is a good comp as well. Yeah. Love the play. Love the Brady Snow. Yeah, this is a great and... play. This is the, this is a cheap grading play. This is this is good stuff. Yep. Love it. Jay, is that it? I think that's it. It was only four. I want to get to a show. Shows are the move. So this is four strong ones. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I go first? Yeah, you, one of you guys can go. Listen, I really want to take Steph one because it's like the best story. Um, Go to the next two, Jay. Ty, you have any thoughts? Can you go to the messy? I don't think it's the messy. That's the one I'm confident in. That is not it. Confident that it's not. I'll go first. There's a these are good, right? I mean, I love a good four dollar Tom Brady. Cheap, cheap, cheap. It's cheap to grade again. You get a PSA ten, you sell it. Like 
I love that play because I think that's very tangible and that's definitely something you can teach. Yep. Doesn't take a lot of effort. This is, you know, it's 20 some dollars in this. Like it, it takes less than $25 to start and a few, you know, an hour at a card show and you can do this. So this is very tangible. Um, obviously the Steph Curry, the liquidity when you need it most, that is important. I, I like that. Um, uh, honestly, you could go with any of these. I, I I'm going to go with the Manning. I think that is cool. I think the sitting at home, checking the back of a pack, finding the insert odds, looking for the card, flipping it, making 200 bucks. Like, I think the story there is cool. Um, the the Messi grading it, SGC, hoping for a big World Cup, getting it. Like, the, all of these are really good. I, I'll go with the Manning one, but I wouldn't be upset if any of these win. I'll go Manning also, because I think it, I... I'm with you. I said yeah. before, I think it's fun to like look that stuff up. It's kind of what nice I want to do make. tonight. It's a fun time. Yeah. I agree. Could you, yeah, just, you end up finding even weirder stuff every time. Yeah, I got a pack of the 90s, grew up watching it, found a rare insert, chased, like, it's just, there, there's a lot about that. Mm-hmm. So, JS Card Hunter would be my winner. Congrats to JS Card Hunter, this week's Play of the Week winner. Likely on the show yeah. next week if he can make it work. No, no, no. We got a new uh, guest already scheduled for next week. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. In a future week, we'll have Jeff on the show. All right. Let's get into play of the week because before we go, this will be one of the biggest weeks you mean in a minute. New releases? New releases. Sorry, Ty, I want to say play of the week. My bad. My bad. It's early. I, I agree. Respect. Late, latest launch. New releases. Mm-hmm. It's a big week. Mm-hmm. It's a big week. Ready? This is good. Mm-hmm. Flawless baseball. Yeah. Imm- immaculate basketball. Mm-hmm. Impeccable football. Mm-hmm. Strong. Upper deck Marvel WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pokemon Crown Zenith Elite Trainer Boxes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tops Chrome Formula uh, F1 r- Light Boxes. Okay. Tops Finest Baseball and Leaf Decision Vault Box. Okay. That's cool. It's a strong week. Presidential stuff from Lee. If you got flawless baseball, immaculate basketball, impeccable. and impeccable, all big releases. Those are big, expensive products from Panini. If finest baseball, that's a top baseball product every year. That product is always super, super popular. Uh, you got a new Pokemon release. You got some Marvel, uh, WandaVision stuff. Just a lot of, I mean, F1. Like you have, it seems like every different sport or non-sport this week. So definitely a uh, a big, big release week. Um, that's awesome. Can I, Jay, I feel like that's a pass. Yeah. Um, I'll say real quick, Brian, did you have any thoughts on, uh, Garrett Wilson's tweet this weekend about the official who was upset with Joey Bosa? Garrett Wilson said he doesn't like Buckeyes and it turns out the guy's from Michigan. Any thoughts? Oh, wow. I did not see that. So a little background. Garrett Wilson had a lot to say about the refs during the season. He was not getting calls. He was not a big fan. He was yelling at refs like every single week. And then I guess they were watching that game on Saturday night. And he said that ref doesn't fuck with Buckeyes. Wow. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. That's I mean, got to be I mean, got to got to have some disciplinary action for that ref. I mean, you just missed it. Missed an obvious call. Like, just can't have it. It's tough. I agree. We got to deal with that guy. It was a funny. It sure. was a funny tweet though, because watching him do that all season long, I was getting annoyed with it. But I, I mean, there might be some truth to it. If this guy's just calling penalties on all the black guys, that's pretty funny. I, was, I mean, it's the greatest rivalry in sports. <laughs> it so. is. It is. Good show, guys. Good show. That was fun. That was fun. I'm looking at Donruss soccer checklist that's coming out. 
soon. Yeah. Soccer product with kabooms. That sounds right up Ty's alley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. I was literally going to say, I wonder when there's going to be more soccer kabooms. I need the Marcus Rashford. But really, I need Mbappe gold. Badly somehow. Ty, you know what you need is a Christian Eriksen kaboom. You're not wrong. The man, the man is holding it down for Manchester United. Title contenders, Manchester United. That was fun. Great seeing y'all. Love y'all. Thanks for tuning in. All right. See you guys Hope next week. Hope everyone has a love. fantastic week. Peace. That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.